I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. What's good, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the show. We're back with another one. Yes, and you know this. <laughs> so remember to check out our previous Finding Balance series. It's five episodes in the in that series. Please check it out. Um, I think... You know, we, we've been talking about relationships for a while because yeah. before the Finding Balance series, we did the He Toxic, She Toxic, They, they toxic, toxic series. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're we're coming back into our uh, growth, mind, body, and spirit playlist. Yeah, uh, we're like, you know, we got content and yeah. diversity of topics. So mm-hmm. we, we circle around some of these topics depending on just like our mood. Yeah. Right? What's yeah. going on in our life? What's going on what in we want to talk about? Yeah. yeah. So. We're back on uh, growth. We're yes. back on to, to growth. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very appropriate, given the day. So today, <laughs> well, those of you listening and watching, maybe last week. <laughs> right. By the time you hear this, I will be a week, a 30 in one week. <laughs> well, 34 a week. Yeah. Yeah. So. In one week, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, today is Oso's 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. Let's all wish him a happy birthday by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Right. That's how you do it. Subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel. Yes. Right now. We're trying to get to 200 subscribers. Right. Could you please, please help get us, us to 200? That would be the best birthday gift you can give me. Yes. I don't really ask for anything. So do that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's show. Any yes. more announcements? Church announcements? Um, another single's coming out this Friday. I'm dropping one every Friday. Like Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this is a thing now. So this one I believe is called Lover's Cloud. Ooh, so Lover's I Cloud. This one. Yeah. yeah. Very this good. Really nice. Very nice. Again, Chill Beat. If you like the last one, you're gonna love this one as well. So that comes out um this upcoming Friday. I don't remember the date. Today's the twenty second, so five days that'd be 27th mm-hmm. so on the 27th so remember that's also oh smart productions smart with two t's smart with two t's and also mental health for artists on instagram on instagram thank mm-hmm. you my love you're welcome yes. and then uh for it's a real podcast fans i did start doing rocky's Ooh, reactions yes. Uh, which is for now on Instagram Live. Uh, I hope to be able to move it to YouTube Live once we're uh, officially we, monetized. Yeah, and we can we can do, do that, that right? <laughs> um, so yeah, for right now I'm just doing Instagram Lives, and I'm just reacting to content because also and I watch a lot of things on YouTube, and I'll be reacting anyway, so I might as well film it. <laughs> right. So it's so true. yeah, and then uh, I'm saving it to IGTV so you all can uh, revisit those if you missed the live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Let's just start the show. This All is gonna right. be a good one, y'all. So today's show is "Who Taught You to Be Great." Ooh, let's talk about let's that one. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Who taught you? All right. Great? So, also, can you break down our two sides of the same coin segment? Yes. So, two sides of the same coin is the segment where we decide who answers these questions first by flipping a coin. Sometimes it's a quarter. 
Sometimes it's another currency, which confuses us because <laughs> we're like, which one is heads? But for today's purposes and for simplicity, <laughs> we're going with the quarter. We know these. And so it's lost. Yes. <laughs> which also tends to happen. But don't worry about all that. That's not part of the sentence. <laughs> so, yes, we flip the coin. We see whoever wins and calls it correctly mm-hmm. goes first. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins the most amount of coin tosses in this segment gets to decide who goes first into the next segment, which is... Either or, both ain't. That's right. <laughs> um, so with this segment, again, whoever won the coin toss answers uh, the, the amount of coin tosses, answers mm-hmm. the either or questions first. And what we wanted to do with this segment is basically force you into choosing a black or white option because many yeah. people naturally think in that way anyway to show you sometimes the ludicrousness of that polarized thinking. But also to explain the nuances, explain the gray area with our answers. Like the world, while we may view it in black or white, it does not exist in black or white. So just pointing that out. Yeah. (laughs) Just facts over here. And it helps you really become more of a well-rounded, critical thinker. Yes, for sure. So it's helpful all around. Mm -hmm. So join us on this journey. Yeah. Play at home. Yeah. (laughs) All right, you ready? Let's do this. You gonna call it because it's your birthday? I'll call it. You already know I was about to call it on my 30th. Can't flip it right (laughs) on my 30th. I'm going with heads. Hey. Hey, good, because I wanted you to answer first. (laughs) It always works out that way. I know. All right, so the first question is, now, for these questions and our two sides for this episode, Mm -hmm. there's two parts to every question, so just bear with us. Uh, so I'm going to say the, the two part questions all at once. Okay. Cool. Okay. So the first question <laughs> is, um, what is greatness to you mm. and where did you learn what greatness looked like? Hmm. So greatness to me. Wow. Greatness to me is like putting forth your greatest efforts and using that effort to strive for your version of excellence within whatever, you know, whichever field you're relating to. So greatness can be found in like all types of areas. I think like you can be great athletically, you can Mm -hmm. be great, you know, uh, artistically, you can be great uh, in terms of your academics, but you can also be great in terms of your intellect, which I think are two different things. Mm, Um, So it's just, it's just to me, you putting forth the effort mm-hmm. because that that effort that you put in allows for that potential that you might already have to go to that next level. And that next level is where I feel like greatness is achieved. I think like there's a baseline where people kind of start at, but then that hard work and dedication is what allows for the greatness factor, the goat factor, mm-hmm. the Kobe energy, baby, to come in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's why I think greatness is. Uh, second part of that question is who taught me to be great, correct? Uh, where did you learn what greatness looked like? Oh, where did I learn what greatness looked like? Ooh. I think for me, I learned what greatness looked like. And I'm thinking of it from uh, a man's perspective, a black man in America's perspective. More so like a, a, young, a young boy's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it through the confidence of men. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So like I mentioned Kobe, mm-hmm. but like the reason why I think Kobe is such a transformational figure and 
his whole philosophy, Mamba mentality, being locked in is so prevalent and, and, and relatable to so many black men is because we realize like that that drive and that amount of energy is what it takes to get to that level, especially mm-hmm. with all the things against us in mm-hmm. society. Yeah. You know, so I think he represented like, nah, I'm coming for you. <laughs> like, like I am going to come for like the spot and I'm going to, I'm going to outwork you no matter what. <laughs> and I think those were the examples that I saw. Like they were like around me mm-hmm. through the men that I saw. Mm-hmm. When I saw men with confidence, black men with confidence, that's where I saw greatness. Mm. So I think I tied the two together mm. very, very closely. Mm. I've never seen a black man who was great, who wasn't confident. Mm. That's interesting. So I think that's where like the modeling came from. Mm-hmm. So I, we could talk about Kobe, who else? We could talk about Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's confidence. Okay, and even you're, you're kind of going into the second one. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> my bad, you're right. Uh, so yeah, I- I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Cause yeah, we got others to go. <laughs> I'm stepping on the show, y'all. <laughs> um, uh, but what about for you? Who who would you say? Nope, it's not a who. Uh, what is? I can't see the question because her mic I'm, is like I'm right here. I'm just repeating. <laughs> uh, I'm like trying to. See. So again, <laughs> what is greatness to you? Where did you learn what greatness looked like? All right. Um. So when we were planning the show, I actually had not a clue. <laughs> I was like. I don't know how I'm going to answer this. Okay. Um, but as you were talking, you said excellence, and that stood out to me. But then I, I really started thinking about, well, what did I deem as excellence? And I and I, I pictured the grind, you know, the hustle, mm-hmm. and the ability to, like, you know, make money and handle your business, some boss ass shit, right? But then I realized that, that when I thought about greatness, that's not what I thought about. Hmm. Like I I I see it as boss ass shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I see it as as you handling your business. But to me, I think especially when I was younger, when I thought about greatness, it was your impact. Mm, okay, tell me more. Yeah, so like impact on the world. Yeah. Okay. Like w- what you're doing and how it impacts other people, and mm. and I think where that came from is just you know how much I was into the history of our ancestors, like yeah. like. Especially as a young child, like I could see the, the role colorism played on that. And I read a book, I think it's uh, by Sharon G. Flake, and it's called The Skin I'm In, where it addressed colorism. And I'm like, yes, there needs to be more books for children appreciating their skin. And just even seeing that, like she, like not everybody knows her name and, and stuff like that, but it's just like that could have changed somebody's life. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. And, and it's just like, yeah, I, I was seeing... How are you impacting others? What is your legacy? What is the message that you're sending? You know, how are you helping people grow hmm. within themselves? And that I think is what greatness looked like to me. Damn. That's a good yeah, that's a good definition. Shit. <laughs> All right. I thought of that. Not that it's a competition, but I feel like I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the next question since you wanted to hop in there anyway. Right, I was jumping smooth in that thing. Uh, let me flip that thing. You call this some. Tails. Heads. Get to go again. Great. Start, All right. Sorry, right where I left off. So, yes. Okay, yes. So, so this question is, who are your role models and mentors, and who taught you to be great? So, you said Kobe. Yes. Then you said Will Smith. Talk about it. All right, so Kobe, Will Smith. 
Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. all these black men, the, the consistent theme of confident black men mm-hmm. and being in their greatness. I think they role modeled it really great for me because um, in their arenas, they were like the gods, the titans, mm-hmm. to steal uh, a phrase from Remember the Titans, the titans of their industries. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think about acting, who is the top dog? When you think about the greatest actor, I, I think Denzel, of Denzel. Yeah. I think of Denzel. Oh. Easy. Behind him, close behind him, I would say is a Will Smith because like lately his giants ain't been like, you know, hitting like how they used to. But it's cool. He's still got a body of work that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like and those actors and their confidence to be in a in a Hollywood space that's where true. they're not necessarily, you know Celebrated, loved. Yo, you had to push through <laughs> a lot of the bullshit to get, you know, to that position. So I just saw that and I respected that. Mm-hmm. Kobe, the same thing. But also, um, when it comes to who taught me to be to be great, I have to give it up to a lot of my professors. Mm. I think a lot of my mm. professors maybe saw something within me. So mm. I'm thinking um, right now at the top of the dome, um, Dr. Williams, both Dr. Williams, is, <laughs> there's one that was Dr. Tamara Williams and then uh, Dr. Earl Williams from Hampton University, uh, both psychology, yes. The real HU, home by the sea, baby. <laughs> Shout out to all the people from Hampton listening. Yes, thank Make sure you. y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know, me? support. You know, support, <laughs> support this Hampton love. Yes. <laughs> and if you're not from Hampton, HBCU love. You know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't go to HBCU, black love. Black love, you know what I mean? We got something for you. You know? Ain't no excuse not to subscribe. <laughs> but yeah, even my <laughs> professors, like mm-hmm. I felt like they... They saw something within me, and at the time, maybe I didn't know what mm-hmm. greatness was internally mm-hmm. and what that took. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's hard out here. Huh. Sometimes you don't know your own potential mm-hmm. until somebody comes up to you and is like, "Yo, that what you did? Even the smallest thing, you were just doing you." And you're like, "Yo, that's that. What you just did was that's great. Mm-hmm. That's how I started doing such and such. Mm-hmm. But that's how I began." Uh, getting into psychology and therapy and all this other stuff. So it's like they put the battery in my back and knew that I had something within me that showed glimpses of greatness if I wanted to tap into it, you know. Mm-hmm. So those people definitely taught me that, um, those those figures. And then I think well, as I'm reflecting now, there's like another part of greatness that is popping up. And it's like familiar... Like, how do I get it? It's like a relational greatness, like almost like interpersonal, uh, interpersonal uh, great connection greatness. Like it's like your ability to empathize, connect, mm. and relate to others. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm seeing that from the lens of not necessarily just me, but like the one figure I can think of. I'm trying. I'm, I'm blanking on it right now, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody who's super charismatic, and I'm, I'm like blanking on it. But anyways, um, just knowing how to relate to people, I, I've appreciated that type of greatness too, because there is a, a underrated level of skill that comes with being able to communicate. Yo, it's called people skills. Them people skills are real, <laughs> and I think if you're great at it, you can achieve a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. It's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
what you know and who you know might take you to where you got to go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, what about for you? Who who would you say were your like role models when it comes to greatness? So, again, another question. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna answer this because I didn't necessarily have role models. Like because I'm a writer. People always were like, and I'm a poet, and people are like, who's your favorite poet? And it's like, I don't really have one. Like, I don't really read other people's poetry. Like, I'm aware of Maya mm-hmm. Angelou, but I don't. I didn't read all of her stuff. You know, I'm aware of the the writers of the Harlem Renaissance, but I didn't read all of their stuff. So it's, it, mm-hmm. it's like I didn't. I just I write mine. I don't. I don't necessarily read. I did read a lot of fiction, and I do have some favorite authors within that. Um, So maybe them. So that would be uh, Mildred D. Taylor, Sharon M. Draper, Sharon G. Flake. Mm. Um, so those were my top three that I, I really enjoyed reading all of their books. Um, but yeah, it, it, that was that was a hard question for me because I didn't I didn't see anybody doing what I wanted to do mm. to then kind of draw on that. You know, um, like I've had experiences in radio. So maybe like the Russ Parr in the morning show and the Tom Joyner show. There you go. So, so those are some, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely inspirational, but I didn't connect it then as a role model because I wasn't even going into radio at that point. I just enjoyed Mm. listening. I enjoyed the, you know, the conversation. That's what it was. Charlamagne the God. Oh. As soon as you said, I was like. Radio, thinking about <laughs> yeah. and confidence. And, uh-huh. yeah. Him in his space and mental health and everything Yes, like that. I yeah. love his growth. So, Thank you for being an advocate, Charlamagne the guy. Shout out to you, man. Yes. Like you, you're a role model for greatness. You called yourself the guy and you lived up to it. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, continually, like, because obviously it's a process you that, know. Can, that you don't, because everybody, stop. yeah, don't, <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah, like, you ain't perfect, mom. <laughs> but yes, we see the growth and that's, that's what that God-like greatness yes. is about. That's, that's you tapping into the God in mm-hmm. you, the, the greatness within you. Yes, so, yeah. I love it, I love it. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it's still hard for me to answer. Um. Mm. And, and also because no one's really been consistent either. Like, um, mm. so Sonia Sanchez, I've mentioned mm, her to yeah. you. Know, I've mentioned her. And it, honestly, it was one reading. I hadn't even heard of her poetry prior to that. I went to one reading. All it took and was it, that one, and, though. And all it took was that one. And, I, and it, it, she like scraped away the box. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I stopped living within it. And I was like, oh, I can be myself. And I can do what I want to do. And there's no limitations to this. So like that one experience with her, like shattered my whole perspective on life and allowed me to open up and to find my light. Um, but yeah, again, like, I'm like, does that count? <laughs> you know, like, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was your example. Of, like, cause literally you thought greatness was in a box. Mm. And then she shattered it and was like, no, greatness is what you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think that's powerful. Oh, okay. All right. So, Sonny Sanchez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, now, when you said your professors, yeah. I definitely want to mm-hmm. piggyback off of that because. Uh, they so, knew, yeah. So, one, um, I, I had done acting when I was in middle school. And, and you know this. Mm-hmm. And I had my drama teacher, Miss LaForce. And she so believed in me to the point that she wanted me to play Jasmine in the play Aladdin when I can't sing, y'all. And I'm like, I know you believe in my acting <laughs> schools, but that's 
all of the fucking play is singing. No, I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. That's some soprano notes. No. <laughs> exactly. But that's how much belief she had in me she for sure my did. acting. She believed you could fly. Right? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I know the limitations. <laughs> and singing and acting, two different things. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I definitely um, enjoyed that, her belief in me. But also, I felt good acting. Like, I, I knew because I approach writing the same way, like, I become the character. Um, so I really enjoy, enjoy that experience. And then... Um, Let's see who else. Um, there's some there's some some notable teachers in high school, but I think I'm gonna just go to college. Yeah, college um, is the worst for me. Uh, my professor Randolph Walker. Uh, he's a writer. That sounds too. familiar. Well, scripts, right? Yeah, scripts. Maybe I've seen him. Uh, his name around. He did a. Wait, no, he, he was in scripts. Intro? He was in English. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, he did uh, law and literature, and some other ones. But I mean, he was a cool guy. Mm, um, name sounds man. And you know what? I acted in a presentation for his class, and I and I did that shit too. <laughs> I could see you being extra. I mean, I could just see. I, I so like group projects. I'm like, let's be creative. Let's play yeah, a and scene. They like, let me just let's pass. Pl- let's play a scene <laughs> out of the book. Right, and it was a powerful book. I, I think when she flew or something like that. Um, but yeah, I acted. So then I think uh, he asked me to come to his office after hours after after that presentation, and he was like, basically, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, these are my plans. Uh, at that time, I think I was I was thinking radio, but I wasn't sure. Like I I don't think I had been exposed to grad school and, and therapy just yet mm. um i might have and i was saying that and he was like you need to be on tv he's like you need to be seen she need to be on youtube <laughs> <laughs> again a millennial definition <laughs> but uh but yeah um and he was like yeah you you don't need to like hide you need to put yourself out there i agree and uh thank you <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh but like I know I killed it in that in that scene. So I'm like, I felt what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Like I believed it too. And I was you, like you felt it inside yeah. internally as well. I was like, you right. I am. I need to put my light out there. Yep. Yes. So so that was a really great experience. And then also I would say Claudius, our oh, wow. our supervisor, yeah. our former supervisor for me, uh, at our practice current for me because you know license is taking forever you know Mm. but um covid (laughs) delays everything but um but yeah like he has so much faith and belief in us and he's supportive of all of our dreams for sure like i'm so thankful for him yeah Yeah. um but yeah so i would say that's my role models and mentors and who taught me to be great and i would also say gave me the permission to be great Ooh. Talk more, like, or do you feel like you were holding yourself back prior to them maybe acknowledging your own I, greatness? I just think, like, society-wise, it's a level of mediocrity. I mean, mm. not to hate, but white people. <laughs> I was like, where's she going with this? Ah, and I mean, we've arrived. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to hate, but, like, black people are great, and a lot of the, the oppression... 
blocks so, us yeah. from owning in our greatness. So, and, like, a lot of, like, our, like, if left to our own devices, mm-hmm. we would have been great in areas naturally. Yes. Had it not been for And that's not just entertainment and artistry, okay? We're also great in STEM. Thank you. That's so true because literally those are the forms of advancement that we were allowed to participate in because they didn't feel like they would be so detrimental to the larger society. Like Mm -hmm. tap dance for me, Mm -hmm. um, entertain me, Mm -hmm. you know, make me feel comfortable, blah, blah, blah. Like that's the level that they thought it would be. I mean, look at the NBA too. Like mm-hmm. what they were doing prior. <laughs> it was all white and it was all whack. I'm just saying, and put some black people on the scene, we tow that court up. Shit. I'm just saying. Made it into a billion damn near tr- it probably is almost at yeah. a trillion dollar almost yeah. getting up there cuz every year they make so much god damn money. Mm-hmm. There's so much money that flows through the NBA. Mm-hmm. It'll get up to a trillion soon if it ain't. But yeah, so like Honestly, and and that's and that's why they've shut us down because they see it too, and they they know that they ain't doing the same thing. So that's the only way that they can be great. Yeah, for a lot of them, not all, but for a lot of them. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I, that part. That's true. Uh, but the oppression I, part uh, for sure. Just you aren't in your natural state to be great. You're like mm-hmm. so any. Any steps towards advancement gets taken down immediately. So then you might be wary of trying things. And that part, like, that was something black parents taught their children. Yeah. It was like, you know, hide, shush, don't Mm -hmm. be acknowledged. We don't want you, we don't want them to know you're great because then they will take it out. Yeah. And they'll fucking snuff that shit out, you know? Even intelligence, reading, you know how to read. Exactly. Punishment. Yeah. You gotta hide your damn intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like a lot of our greatness has not been allowed, and even in the sense of, so like you had the activists of the '60s, right? Mm-hmm. So my parents were born in '56. So by the time yep. I'm born, they're on the let's not rock the boat. <laughs> like we got the Civil Rights Act, let's not rock the boat. So it was also this again mediocrity. It's not shining to our our fullest potential, mm. you know. So yeah. yeah. That's true. Hmm. All right, uh, let's get to the next question. All right. Flippity flip. You oh, call it. I'm gonna hit myself in the face. Oh, um. <laughs> flip it again. <laughs> I didn't think you saw. I did with your guilty face. <laughs> was it really that bad, y'all? It was. Damn. All right. His eyes said it all. Ah. I can't lie. Like I'm an honest person. <laughs> I'm an honest person too, baby. All right. Um, tails. Tails, damn, I'm killing damn. it. Damn, okay, Three we see row. who won this. Yeah, you know, my birthday. It's hey, my birthday. It's hey. my birthday. <laughs> All right, what's the question, baby? All right. Um, where did you learn that you could be as strong as you are? Where did you get your resilience? Oh, man. So this one is not an outside job. This is an inside job. Um, I didn't know how strong I could be until I had no other choice, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, that's resilience for you. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I always say that everybody has like a, a test in their life. 
and something that if means not multiple. Yeah, multiple. <laughs> usually, usually it's multiple. But this this one in particular that like, and I think maybe it happens within stages of your life. But there's one thing that would hit you the hardest because of how much you've placed value in it within your life. So for some people, um, if you were an athlete and you spent all of your time like on the basketball court and then you get like a damn near life-threatening injury Hmm. and you can't get back on the court anymore, you have to reassemble your whole identity um, around something else. So that would be it for that person. Another example would be COVID because a lot of people uh, had jobs tied to being face to face and their identity being like tied to them going to that job every day, mm-hmm. making the money that they did. So as soon as that was taken out, they had regroup. to, yeah, they had to figure out what that was. So that's why I think there's been so much growth um, for people during that year, because a lot of the things they tied their identity to, they were forced to jump out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, what this was was um, romanticism, relationships, mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. I've always seriously valued those things in my life. They've always been things that have been somewhat of a motivator in my life. Like I've always wanted to be a good husband, a good father, uh, a good man to those around me, and especially within the context to women. Like, I just love women. I've always wanted to be that dude who who was able to be around those women and them feel safe and know that this was a good space where they can grow and develop. Um, but especially within the context of my romantic partner. So when I did get into a relationship with someone, this name about you, though. <laughs> when I did get into a relationship with someone who I thought was going to be that uh, romantic partner and maybe life partner for me, I went kind of like all in or what I thought was all in on the things that I need to do with that. And when that didn't work out, I had to reassess not only what I was looking for in a romantic partner, but exactly what I need to tie my identity down to, like who I was outside of, this thing that I held so mm-hmm. high in such high regard. Mm-hmm. So I had to recalibrate and reassess like who I was. And that's where I really found my resilience. I say all that to say that was my like drop or fall from grace because I was I put relationships so high on that pedestal and they meant so much to me. And then as soon as that failed and I was no longer in the relationship and it ended in a terrible way, hurtful, painful way. It's like I have to assess who am I outside of anybody else, like any woman, any girl, any fine ass. I don't care, whatever, whatever. Who am I outside of women, outside of relationships? Mm-hmm. And it was difficult. I had to really piece myself together. I had to like reanalyze me, and that's where I learned to become resilient. Though, like that's when I knew, like that for sure. I can say without a shadow of a doubt was the most painful thing I've gone through. But I went through it. Mm-hmm. I got through it. Mm-hmm. I'm on the other side, slash, am always continuously healing and learning from it. That's why I can talk about it so openly and honestly now and how I want to give out this game to other young men, which is part of what I'm going to be doing on Smart Love. Check that out. Two T's. Two T's. Know that. <laughs>
But yeah, that's that's why my answer. I would say I really learned that resilience through feeling the pain, anguish, and hurt from that one thing that I held up so high. Mm-hmm. And once that th- that was no longer there, I just had to reconstruct everything. And that's when I found out, like, if I can rebuild my whole entire self from the pain, from the ashes of my pain, dog, I could do anything. And I could do it again. Because now I got the blueprint for it. So, <laughs> we're resilient out here. We're strong. We're confident. We know that we can make it through adversity. Because we know who we are. I know who I am what it is 30 baby (laughs) so that's my answer for number three Mm -hmm. what about you baby so to repeat the questions where did you learn that you could be as strong as you are and where did you get your resilience yes because you definitely got some resilience on you too yeah (laughs) so i would definitely say i learned it at nine years old watching roots (laughs) okay so a little bit different answer you know got a lot earlier than i did (laughs) yeah um i mean Like, everybody, you know, people say it's trauma porn and it's, you know, it's it's heavy, you know, and and they would, the hatred for white people sometimes, like, you know, Roots was a lot and it was long. Like, I watched it voluntarily by myself. And you know how long Roots was? Long ass movie, <laughs> but but series like what am I saying? it's like two and a half hours <laughs> per episode, and then it was like six episodes on the front of the disc and the back <laughs> of the disc, and then there was three discs. So yes, yeah, a lot. But I watched it. I watched all of it, and I watched this, the sequel series. <laughs> God, I didn't think I've seen the sequel series. It 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 wasn't as, but um, but that goes directly to Alex Haley. Mm. So it's like from. Chicken George to Alex Haley, um, as far as the generations. Yeah, yeah. But, um, which again, shout out to people who can track it back, because I sure can't. (laughs) It's hard. Most people can't. Yeah. But people um, try to destroy records of themselves. You know. Because they don't want to know what their ancestors seem so bad. (laughs) We know. Right. But, um, but yeah, all I took from that 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 series was how strong we were. Mm. How our culture was so much a part of everything that we did. And we still found moments of joy with each other. Like it was find joy in slavery, you know, like that's resilient as a motherfucker. Like you went through all day. We need to take a second to really like to say that that's true. Like to be in the face of that much pain and suffering and just violence and to still be able to sing or or Mm -hmm. laugh or or just carry that spirit with you still yes the spirit yes they they took everything from us our name our language our culture but they could not break our spirit Hmm. that's what i learned from my ancestors that's what i learned from watching roots and that was a powerful fucking lesson yeah that's resilience for sure right that was a powerful fucking lesson um but as for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> so my senior year, in between my senior year of uh, high school, going into my freshman year of college, uh, something traumatic happened between my parents, and it really impacted me. And I've, t- I've talked about it before on the show. Um, but what happened was it broke it shattered my foundation of family that my whole identity was built on. 
So you were talking about like uh, being a romantic partner and having that be a core part of your identity. Mm -hmm. My family was a core part of my identity Mm. that everything else was stacked on. So when that foundation shattered, it was like whoosh. So like I stopped writing for two years and I've been Mm. writing since I was eight years old. It's never happened. Um, So I knew I was deeply impacted by it. Um, And the fucked up thing was as I was trying to rebuild my sense of self, uh, that's when I had my relationship with my ex. That's when I became friends with my former best friend. Mm. And they were giving me permission to be myself as well, talking about uh, the the greatness uh, of earlier yeah. questions. But, um, but then both of those deteriorated in very hurtful ways. Um, so it's like you didn't get a chance to... Like, as I was just starting to rebuild, mm. it got shattered again. Damn. Right? So this is actually what I've uh, themed my second book of poetry that I'm working on um, around the Phoenix. Second book. Yes. <laughs> I'll let you know when these come out. It's just. She's it's, getting it all together. It's a lot of moving pieces. So so I'm working. Proud of her. Thank you, baby. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but yes. So my second book is themed around the Phoenix. And it's because like, yeah, that shit killed me. But I was reborn from the ashes. My senior year of college, that's when I went to see Sonia Sanchez speak. Um, Ooh, look at all, all your yeah, answers connected. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and that's when I was like, okay, I can't depend on other people to form my identity. Yeah. Like I need to depend on myself. That's, yeah, that's like I gotta, work. I gotta figure out who I am outside of everybody else because I have no control over them. And I'm like, I can't be keep attaching my identity to other people. <laughs> like I gotta figure out me just for me. And that's when I started traveling. That's when I went to grad school. It was just so much growth. So much growth and me embracing my light fully. It was a beautiful time. But I will say, it was dark. So to get me through that, because I did have some suicidal ideation during that darkness. Um, I'm a big Atla fan. Avatar The Last Airbender. Shout out! So it was um, book two, uh, Earth. When Uncle Iroh and Aang were walking in the dark tunnel trying to rescue Katara and Zuko. And Uncle Iroh said, life is like this dark tunnel. You may not always see the light at the end of the tunnel, but if you keep moving, you will come to a better place. And that is what honestly stopped me. Um, I mean, there was also like, again, my impact. This, my existence is more than just me. Like, I'm here to impact other people. So I need to (laughs) get my shit together because I I have a bigger purpose. Um, But it was also like, I know and understand Mm. that I'm surrounded by darkness. And I know and understand that I cannot see the light. I cannot see my way out of this. But I know that it's there. And I know that I just have to keep moving forward. And I'll get there. And I did. And it was so beautiful when I got there. It was Mm. so beautiful when I got there. So shout out to Uncle Iroh and his wisdom. Yes, <laughs> Uncle Iroh's wisdom. Speaking of which, I'm making us a track called Uncle Iroh's Wisdom. Hey, it's coming out soon. I'll let y'all know when. It's very <laughs> relaxing and peaceful. Yeah. But yeah, I will be dropping gems. Gems. If you haven't watched Avatar: The Last Airbender on Netflix, because <laughs> uh, it's it's on there now, you can stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check now. that out. I don't know when it's gonna stop. Right, <laughs> I have the DVDs because so we good. I'm a fan. But but yeah, like I definitely watch it. There's so many so many lessons in that show yeah. that you can For apply sure. to life. It's so so impactful. Um, but yeah, 
that would be my answer. That's where I got my resilience. That was yeah. That was a journey. Mm-hmm. It's um, it like like I said, we, we I think we both heard each other's stories like that before. We've told them on the podcast for those who are um, loyal. It's so real, listeners. Yeah. Appreciate you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I know you're not subscribed. I know you're not subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to hear it all in the context of greatness and resilience, it um. It made me see it from a different perspective. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad we were able to break it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love you, baby. I love you, too. <laughs> mm. You get all mushy for the camera. <laughs> all right, y'all. Um, that was it for, yeah, for our two sides. So, we'll be back. Um, oh, so definitely one. So, he will be answering first. You know, I'll be answering <laughs> all the next questions. Because it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Um, and we'll catch y'all in a little bit. We'll just take a quick break. All right? Yeah, so Peace. And love. For now. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the show. You already know. It's your boy, Osa. And you go, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to our next segment. Either or. Both and. <laughs> um, so you clearly won that coin toss. You know, birthday so, boy out here killing yes. it with the coin toss. So you will answer uh, choosing either or. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I will answer, and then you will give your response as to why first. Um, I do have some tidbits before. Well, I can do it when I go. Yeah, I can do it when I go. Okay. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about, so go. Okay. All right. All right. So first question is, either you teach or you do. You teach. You teach. If I had to pick one, which is the whole point of the segment, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with you teach. Damn it. I feel like I would naturally choose that, but I may play devil's advocate. <laughs> and say you do. I haven't totally decided I haven't got the horns answer. yet either. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I haven't totally decided how I'm going to answer that, but for now, I'm going to say you do. I may change later. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. All right. Um, the reason why I say teach is because I think to teach is to do. Mm, like, tell me more. If you're teaching someone something, you're automatically learning to be better at whatever you're teaching them. Yes. Yes. And as, <laughs> it's like as you're teaching them, you are, in a way, you have to do mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're teaching. So as you're teaching, I feel like you are doing Um I think the best teachers are those who have mastered or gained some mastery of whatever they are teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do that through action. And the teaching really just reinforces it more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how you become a master at something, to me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I would say that. I understand, obviously, like in order to be a teacher, to get to that level, you have to do and practice whatever it is that you want to teach. So. Yes, I know this. <laughs> That's the whole point of the either or. <laughs> but I would go with a teacher for that reason. You're you're more so of a teacher than you are a doer. Okay. All right. So. What were your thoughts? This question made me think of the age-old saying. Okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> those who can do, those who can't teach. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Classic saying. Yes. So since I chose you do, 
uh, and taking action being that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think while I agree that teaching definitely reinforces, I think the first step is the action to do it yourself. Mm. And especially if you are becoming a master or ma- mastering a certain field or, or industry or anything like that, like that takes a lot of action, a lot of consistency, Facts. a lot of just time, energy, and effort. And the yeah, willingness to put yourself out there to step into your greatness. Um, and not everybody has that commitment, you know? And like there are teachers who aren't <laughs> mastery in their fields and you know pretty obvious yeah so by their work yeah and and yeah it's you know not every teacher is the same <laughs> but uh but yeah so i would say it's about that action while i love the giving back i and again greatness means impact for me so i definitely think teaching is important and sharing your wisdom, sharing your knowledge. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's half of our problems right now. I think there aren't enough proactive teachers, and mm-hmm. um, and not like in like the classroom setting. I'm talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm yeah. talking about like in the larger society. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I and I hesitate saying that there is and and there aren't. Mm-hmm. I feel like on YouTube. There are a lot of resources of those who are wanting to put the information out there, but you have to do a lot of vetting and all those other things. So I mean, like more so like in-person communal leaders and mm, teachers. Got you outside of the classroom, you know. Mm-hmm. So like classroom, you got your that. teachers, mm-hmm. but then outside of that, who are the mentors? Who are the like mm-hmm. the people who reinforce? those values or characteristics that allow you to propel yourself into that greatness that we were talking about earlier. You know, I think that's kind of lost. So yeah, you can get them online, but I think more so I'm thinking about community. I like that. Teachers and leaders. Mm -hmm. I like that aspect. Um, I would definitely say Claudius is one of those, like for the the Sankofa family. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but on a macro sense, I don't know if they're alive. Yeah. We, we're lucky. I think we're lucky as hell. Even within our personal lives, you heard some of our struggles. But we still had, like, you know, we you had professors that you can name. I had professors mm-hmm. I can name. Mm-hmm. Just saying that. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even have that experience. Yeah, that's true. Teachers Again, not every, not every teacher is the same, you know? You know? Um, but, yeah, at, at the end of the day, I think it's about what you are doing. Because, like, this stuff isn't easy. Especially if it's outside the norm, like you gotta work to build, and that takes time, patience, patience, patience. Patience. <laughs> it's a hard lesson. Consistency. For me. Yes, patience and love of self. Ooh, belief in self. Mm. Trust. Jingle, in jangle self. the fuck up, baby. That is one of his sayings. That's yes. what I say. <laughs> jingle, jangle the fuck up. If you haven't seen that movie. I mean, everybody says you should see it. You can check it out. I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. The clothes were cool. Yes. But jingle jangle the fuck up means basically believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because in that uh, musical. <laughs> he don't like musicals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not my thing. I love music. Don't like musicals. <laughs> um, but in that musical, mm-hmm. belief was that literal part of the formula mm-hmm. to make the toys come, come to, to life. life. Yes. So that it's just a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like literally in the formula of your success, if you don't believe, you're taking away energy 
to propel yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's confident in doing their thing, whatever their thing is, has a little boost of energy, that confidence, that belief that propels them forward. Mm-hmm. If you aren't, just speaking from an energy point uh, perspective, mm-hmm. if you don't have that, you aren't on that same level. And I would also say, if you believe in yourself, but are not taking any actions towards doing the things that you believe in yourself. Then what is that belief for? <laughs> you know, it, it takes both. It takes belief and action yeah. to step into your greatness. I, I, You know, I think is is true. I think there are a lot of people who believe that they're great and see their own potential, but don't believe they can do the work. Mm, that's my dad. Hmm. Because I can see it, too. And we've talked about it, like his leadership classes and stuff like that. Like we've talked about his inventions, his his potential books. Like we've talked about all that, but he's not willing to do that work. Yeah. And that comes back to the convo I was saying with you. Like we we just came from a walk the uh, few minutes before the podcast. Quality time. Yes. You know, trying to step that up. Um, The quality of your problems. It's like Mm -hmm. if your problems are like, I'm going to have to sacrifice in order to get to this greatness, mm-hmm. then those are good problems to have. Even though they're still problems, I'm not, I'm not saying they aren't, mm-hmm. but those are problems that you know are going to lead to certain outcomes versus problems that are put on you right. <laughs> and you have no idea how the fuck it's so, going to turn out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you structuring the problems and, and solving them strategically in order mm-hmm. to get to a goal versus somebody just being stuck in a situation that they had no idea they were going to be in and they didn't plan this or they have no motivation because they're like fuck this problem just put it put itself on me like Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm appreciative even though life is not perfect it's not supposed to be this the things that i am struggling or the struggles that are within my life are ones leading to my growth Mm -hmm. and that's an amazing place to be for me (laughs) um yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, belief in self, but also belief that you can do the work. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece, putting in the action to do that work. Mm-hmm. I guess they're all like connected in order mm-hmm. to get to that greatness. Because you can believe in you, let me sit on your ass. Then you can believe that you can do the work, but don't believe that you are great enough to do it. So like, even if you're doing the work, you don't believe that you're good enough to be there. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. And thank you. And surround yourself with people who believe in you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was having a time where that belief was shot. (laughs) And my partner, my wonderful life partner, was like, You better jingle jangle the fuck up. Excuse me. (laughs) You better. Do you realize you're you? Well, I see that you're you. So you need to do you. So then you can see it too. And I, as soon as I started doing it, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it sometimes, you know? Have support, it helps. Yeah. Your circle. Mm-hmm. All right, last question. Last one, hit me with it. What do All we right. got? Either you're born great Ooh. or you're made great. <laughs> I always struggle with this one uh, when it comes to either or because you know I, I live within the gray and the nuance but um, since I gotta choose part of the game I'm gonna say that you are made great devil's advocate <laughs> I'm gonna say that you're born great alright I say that you're made great because 
I think everybody has like a baseline of potential. And I again discuss this in maybe a couple other podcasts. Mm. But I think everybody got like, you know, you start here. You might start here. You might start all the way up here. Mm-hmm. But like you whatever your baseline of potential is, that's where you at. And then that gets nurtured into what can be. So although you might be right here and your cap of greatness might be right here. So you start here, this is as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. But to get to that point, you have to be developing and all those other things. So what your version of greatness is, and that's why I say it's made because I think, yeah, your version of greatness might seem like nothing to me, but mm-hmm. it might be great to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really based off of what I think is your, your starting point. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I use the example all the time. You five, five trying to go to NBA you might have a cap on how many points you can score in the in the paint because there's uh seven footers guarding the rim. Sorry, <laughs> that's just your like you know your burden or problem mm-hmm. when it comes to your life when it's related to the goal that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't make the NBA. Just making it might be like oh I'm I'm the I'm one of the greats or just scoring this amount of points or getting this this amount of achievements, making it to the playoffs, whatever it is, like that could be your level of greatness. Mm-hmm. And if you don't sleep on that, then you'll be fulfilled. I think the problem is a lot of times people see greatness and then they compare themselves to those greats. And then if they don't reach that, that peak, they feel as though they're not great at all. Mm, yeah. And that's the problem. It's like you have to understand what greatness is for you, because your greatness. When you understand what greatness, yeah, yeah. When you everybody what has it looks their like, own. Yeah. Like for me, right now, I'm thinking I'm doing great because of the things that I have set up. Like I, I have the relationship that I'm talking about that I wanted, and the peace and stability were around me. Financial stability coming more and more, yeah. and and again, thank you to subscribing, to yeah. supporting. Um, our podcast because that's going to help with that as well. Um, I feel that coming in. I, to me, that's greatness. That's me building towards being greater and winning right now. But for other people, they might not like this. They might have been like, well, I want to be single. Being single is great for me. You know what I mean? I want to be making more money than this. A lot of people would not be comfortable with the amount of money I'm making. And it's like, I understand that. Hey, I'm not making that much at the moment. But I'm building towards it in a way that is respectable, is a way that aligns with my values. So therefore, I don't feel guilty or bad about the money when I spend it or or how I do whatever I do with the money because it's not blood money mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's not money tarnished in like hours of pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. It's money, when it comes in, it's like, oh, I did that. This is money I got from helping that couple or this is money that I got from helping that that man or woman become the best version of themselves. Did it just die? I think it said it was too hot. Oh. That's cool. Okay, well, listeners, <laughs> we're still with you. Yeah, we're still with you. Our camera, <laughs> Our camera just, just died. Dang, it got, it got too hot. That's got interesting. got too steamy. That's the first time it's ever happened. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to watch light that. light on it or the sun? I don't know. Yeah, we're going to just check that out for later. Yeah. Um, But yeah, all that to say... Like, your definition of greatness is very much subjective. And I think sometimes people lose the very greatness that uh, they possess and who they are because they're blinded by 
the light of others. And say that again. It's like they deny the self, themselves the greatness of who they are because they're blinded by like the light of others. And it's a shame because if they were able to tap into their own light, they would see how much they're illuminating for those behind them and those, you know, looking forward. But they're so busy looking at the light of someone else and saying, oh, man, look how bright it is. Or look how shiny it is. Or look how quickly he got to shine so so bright. They're, they're not looking at the fact that they made it so far. So that's my answer for that. I think you have to grow. You have to be developed into the greatness that you that you want. And knowing what that greatness is for you is is crucial to your happiness. Because you could chase greatness forever, but if that's not what greatness is is for you, if if that's not the greatness meant for you, then you're gonna end up chasing a ghost. Yeah. So, to your point, Coach Carter, y'all, our deepest and a killer the bee. Oh, love this. I remember I was going to get this tatted on me at one point. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm -hmm. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, mm -hmm. fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And you actually know the author of that quote? Uh, is that Marion Williamson? The person who ran for president. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, we need more of that philosophy in, within our world leadership. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's true. It is her. Because mm -hmm. hmm. I was like, I looked her up and I was like, what the? What the? <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Small world. But uh, but yeah, for sure, for sure. And and again, I want you, I want to thank you for being you, because that that is the definition of it's the epitome of that quote. Hmm. Like you just being in your light, it just automatically is like, well, gotta step my game up, gotta get my light too. Hmm. Yeah, it feels good to be at this place, bro, y'all. It does. I I'm like, I'm very at peace, and I know I'm like. It's like I have all this energy within me that's going to be propelling me forward mm. to do so many things. But I'm also in a place of such peace. Mm. It's, it's it's that balance. Um, I know it's not going to be like forever like this because, you know, there's going to be stressors and other things in life. But I feel so great right now because of the things that I've set up in my life and those around me that everything going forward that's positive and uh it's just like a bonus to what i've set up and and made my infrastructure and built my foundation on yeah. everything else is like a bonus it's like yeah you have the house you have everything else like that and then 
you happen to get like neighbors who want to do like potlucks and, and feed you extra like your neighbor's a chef and wants to try out your favorite food and, and he's trying to perfect this recipe and he feeds you every weekend because <laughs> you know it's like a bonus like Those oh nice wow problems. <laughs> like yeah like oh damn i i mean i set up in the neighborhood i set up like what the the structure and everything else like that i i knew that i was going to live here but i ain't always gonna have neighbors that fed me my favorite food every weekend just because he wants to try out new recipes <laughs> like that's a bonus uh, and that's how I feel like this. Everything's a cherry on top because I've already I've made my Sunday. <laughs> All right. So I said you're born great. Yes. Because you For... want to be devil's advocate. Yes. <laughs> All right. So first, I want to start off with in his work, Twelfth Night, infamous playwright, wordsmith and notorious plagiarist. <laughs> Uh, William Shakespeare tells us not to fear greatness. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. The quote often misattributed to former President Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. So when you <laughs> created this question, I instantly thought of that quote. Um, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Thrust upon them. Yeah. So... Some achieve greatness, I would say, made great, you know. The greatness thrust upon them, I would definitely say, is privilege and legacy. But born great, to me, that is, we all have an inner spirit, To in my belief. We all have an inner spirit. And as children, we're more connected to it, but society tells us if it's okay or not to embrace it. And then also through experiences and being exposed, we see something that our spirit awakens with it ignites our spirit it, it it wakes it up you know and i think honestly that's where the greatness is coming from it's who we are to our true spirit and and that's why i say born great because we all have that within us it's just acknowledging that it's there regardless of whether you do anything about it it's just acknowledging that it's there in the first place not everybody has access to that not everybody mm. is that connected to themselves yeah to their own divine spirit it's funny you said that when, when you mentioned like the quote and it said like thrust upon us i thought of like people who like their back was against the wall and they had no choice but to be resilient i think that too hmm I think of Harriet Tubman like mm -hmm. she became great because it was like well what the fuck else I'm gonna do yeah same with Martin Luther King yeah true but at the same time everybody was around when those things were happening mm -hmm. so it took a special person to say they was gonna actually do it exactly like you were saying to your point on the last yes. one to actually do it mm -hmm. and not just talk about it like oh this fucked up man we should have some way to get out of this slavery shit oh well <laughs> <laughs> Like, nah, she was like, uh, bring your asses. Yeah. Uh, we got Come on. And you better shut up, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snitch ass. <laughs> right? You ain't going to get us caught. <laughs> <laughs> Wage your you, ass in the water. You going to be free one way <laughs> <laughs> <I> or another. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I, I think, and again, it's calling on that spirit, mm. you know, to, to allow you to do. Because... 
Yeah, I think everybody has it. It's just recognizing it. And again, society snuffs it out. It makes it very hard to connect with it. But um, but it's yeah. there. Sure is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all I got on, on, on today's topic, y'all. Yeah, that's it for the show. It was a great show. Great show. Yes. Thank you all for the birthday wishes and... Uh, the subscriptions because that's all I asked for. <laughs> um, but nah, for real, I appreciate all the support. Um, thirty, I'm going into thirty with such a great mindset in a good place, feeling great, feeling good. I got a lot of phone calls to <laughs> to make, people to call back, and text messages to reply to. Um, but I just want to say I love you all so much. Everybody listening, I appreciate Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yes, I appreciate you, all of your support. Yes. Um, yeah, just thank you. Just mm-hmm. thankful. I'm just, I got a whole spirit of appreciation all up in me right now. So hope you can feel my love through the mic. <laughs> and with that, beautiful people, thank you so much for listening to the It's So Real podcast with your girl, Rocky. And your boy, Oso, who is 30 years old. Hey, <laughs> have a beautiful day. Take care of you. Peace and love always. We out. <laughs> Catch y'all on the next one. Mm-hmm.